Hello and welcome to the Banker podcast series, Banking in Transition, where we explore how banking has changed through the COVID-19 pandemic and is adapting for the future. In this series, the Banker's editors are interviewing industry experts from around the world to gather insights and advice on specific challenges, best practices and innovations that can help banks and their customers as we move towards a new normal in banking. I'm Kimberly Long, Asia Editor of The Banker, and today I'm speaking with John Meehan, partner at Armour Partners. Thanks for joining us today, John. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. So to start with, how has the COVID-19 pandemic impacted the availability of financing in the tech sector? So what we've seen over the last uh, 18 months is unprecedented in the the financing world of, uh, of technology, where we've seen the level of capital being made available to growth Uh, technology companies exceed anything we've seen historically. Uh, So, for example, if you take the the fintech sector, uh, we've seen record levels of uh, of private capital being invested in companies globally, um, both in particularly in North America and in uh, and in Europe. And what's driving that is one, the availability of uh, of capital uh, and the amount of dry powder that's around the market. But second of all, and particularly important, is that those investors are looking to get behind the potential category leaders and provide sufficient capital for them to really accelerate their growth and take advantage of the uh, of the large market opportunity that's uh, that's in front of uh, in front of them. Uh, the areas where we're seeing most activity or have seen most activity through uh, through COVID is uh, is anything to do with uh, with digital. Uh, so that could be on the delivery side, it could be on the uh, uh, the fintech side as uh, as well, as well as anything to do with e- e-commerce, where there's a real sense that you've got uh, an op- a huge opportunity to uh, to go after, uh, but also where there's a number of very interesting European companies that have uh, have emerged, both on a regional basis as well as on a more local uh, local basis. So overall, we would we would say that uh, uh, the pandemic oddly enough, has actually spurred a uh, huge investment into, uh, into certain areas. And we've never seen the level of, uh, of capital that's been invested in, uh, in companies uh, before. So like you say, there's been a huge impact from the pandemic on the tech sector. So which sectors in particular have seen the greatest innovations and in the creation of new startups? So, um, so the, there's a number of sectors that we would uh, we would cite there. I think if we take for, first of all fintech, uh, which is uh, which has really come of age through the through the pandemic, um, what we're seeing is a need for automation um, and uh, and particularly for providing a better customer experience and uh, and therefore you're seeing a lot of investment and a lot of interest in anything to do with wealth management um where for example we we recently advised on the uh, the sale of nutmeg uh, to uh, to JP Morgan which played very much into that trend of uh, uh of the growth that we're seeing on the wealth management and digital uh, the digitalization of, uh, of of wealth management um second of area we're seeing a lot of uh, uh of interest is in payments um and really the uh, the teams there are all about continuing to make sure that the um, that the experience is frictionless uh, for the uh, for the consumer, and we're seeing that both on the 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 consumer side, but also increasing now also on the business side as uh, as well. Um, and we've seen very large uh, investments being made by the uh, by a number of the Asian players. Uh, for example, Tencent that uh, that went into uh, into Lydia. 
Uh, we're also seeing a lot of uh, interest coming from some of the, uh, the networks, such as Visa has been incredibly acquisitive um, over, the, uh, over the, last, uh, the last 12 months or so. Um, and we're also seeing some of the, uh, the more, the growth-tier players, the likes of Klarna, for example, that, uh, that, avoid, uh, that, that bought Stokart, also being very acquisitive around, uh, around payments. Um, and then the, uh, uh, the, the other area that we've mentioned is, uh, particularly as it relates to fintech, is, uh, is capital markets, uh, where, again, there's a, there's a real need to automate uh, processes, reduce as much as possible human, uh, human intervention, um, but also uh, where you're seeing a lot of focus on uh, optimizing the cost base, um, improving uh, the, uh, uh, the, the analysis of, uh, of data and the use of, uh, of data. And, and some of the companies we've mentioned here are, for example, Acceptor uh, that, uh, that Astorg uh, bought earlier this year. You've seen Quantexa in the reg tech space, as well as Fernergo in the compliance space that, and KYC space that have, uh, have received very significant investments uh, over the last, uh, uh, the last nine months or so. Um, beyond fintech, other areas where we're seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of interest are uh, food delivery, as you can imagine, just given everything that's happened during, uh, during COVID, uh, but also anything that is touching uh, online commerce. Um, and that could be around the experience side of it, the payment side of it, um, as well as just the general uh, targeting of customers and uh, and therefore the data analytics side. And looking at this from another angle, which areas now do you think are most ripe for investments in the coming years? Yeah, look, I, I think we'll see uh, very similar teams going going forward, um, and particularly that whole automation team um, is uh, is going to be key because uh, one with remote working. With the focus on uh, on co on the cost base um, and also uh, everything to do with the supplier, the supply channels that we're seeing at the at the moment, which are very topical in the press, technology is an enabler to uh, to improve both the the cost side of things, but also the delivery side of things. So so that uh, that area we think will be uh, will will continue to to receive a significant amount of investment. We also believe there will be an increasing amount of verticalization uh, that you will see, where um, where increasingly uh, technology will be uh, uh, will be crafted or customized depending on the particular vertical that is uh, that is being served, and and that again is playing to the team of having deep analysis, deep understanding of uh, of sectors is going to enable companies to uh, to differentiate themselves and offer a better service to. Uh, to their end customers, be they consumers or or or, uh, or businesses, um, and then also we think wealth management will continue to uh, to evolve. Uh, we've been through a, a low interest rate environment. People are are looking at ways to uh, to better invest their uh, their capital, and uh, and and uh, and therefore and and the traditional banks are not serving that very well. So again, we think we'll continue to see a lot of investment in the uh, in the wealth management area. And then the final area I, I would mention is uh, is on the insurance side, and um, that's a that's a market which has uh, which has been really a laggard uh, where it comes to uh, to technology, and 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 again spurred on by by the pandemic, we've seen a need for a number of the carriers as well as the uh, the brokers to to be more uh, to provide a more digital offering to uh, to therefore up, upgrade their uh, their technology and provide a better service, and and that could be 
on the pricing side in terms of being more innovative in the uh, in the policies that are being offered to uh, to individuals, but also on the claim side and uh, and the overall customer experience side. So so we think there's a there's a lot of innovation that's going to happen in uh, in insure tech over the uh, over the next uh, the next couple of years. That's great, John. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Been a pleasure. And you can keep up to date by subscribing to our weekly podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Acast, and follow our discussions at thebanker.com slash podcasts. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.